When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You know, we talked about last week that there was going to be a Netflix docuseries, Depp versus Herd. Yes, 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 And we yes, looked yes. at the trailer and we're like, okay, it seems to be kind of talking heads, Dax, Holt, and yes. one lawyer. And we're like... Well, and I said, oh, you know, maybe I would watch it. Well, thank goodness the Hollywood Reporter watched it for us. <laughs> and um, they've taken care of the viewing time. Here's here's the fine print on that. Netflix docuseries, Death versus Heard, is an exercise in futility. Mm. Uh, the bottom line, it could be worse, but it could hardly be more Pointless, and in reading the six-page review, <laughs> I six pages. It's going into some pretty good detail <laughs> here because uh, it's a three-part documentary. But basically, um, three-hour documentaries, first of all, should be trimmed. Oh. A three-hour everything should be trimmed. But, you know, a three-hour mm-hmm. documentary is just too long. Yeah. All right. That's one thing. A three-hour documentary a year and a couple months after said event happened is too soon. We watched it in real time. And basically, this reporter's review on it is that it is a bunch of talking heads and Twitter reactions. It's kind of like when... A story happens that gets everybody or or even like a they'll have screenings of a movie and they try and get some buzz going. Right. This is like the opposite. We already watched this. We yes. already saw all of this. We were reacting in real time. It's like watching a rerun of a show that already disappointed us and excited us and appalled us at one time. Do you really need to watch it again? No. No. Not even for a second. Yeah. Could be worse, but it could hardly be more pointless. It's the documentary equivalent of a first reaction article, giving us social media responses from the trial, pool footage of court testimony, and TikToker's reaction. So maybe it's our first TikTok trial. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to watch that. I don't, I don't either. I don't want to watch it's any of that. It's sort of the documentary's concentration is on the court of public opinion aspect of the trial, but not in a new or interesting way as we've already seen it. We watched it. We did. You, you know. Um, so we don't. We can skip that, you no, guys. No, but one that is supposed to be kind of good um, in the skip it or stream it thing mm-hmm. 
is it starts tonight in Grant. This might be up your alley. It's called Untold, and it's on Netflix. And it's mm. a sports anthology that delves into the darker chapter of the early 2000s when the doping scandals blew up. Oh, I love this. Implicating superstars like baseball's Barry's Bonds, Tracks Marion Jones, and former partner Tim Montgomery. At the center, the intrigue was Victor Conte, founder of the Bay Area's Balco Laboratories. Yeah, they were the ones who supplied which the began, yes, the nutrition mm-hmm. supplement company that became the leading distributor of all the illegal steroids. Mm-hmm. And so I think that would be interesting to very, watch. Very, very That starts tonight on Netflix. It's called Untold. Because they took Belco to the sp- Supreme Court. Yep. They had guys answering, you know, a lot of this, and I don't mean to go too far off on it, but a lot of this is, was it the players or was it the organizations, the MLB, pushing them. pushing them, or just not even pushing them, saying, turning a blind eye. Yeah. They never, they want, after the strike, the biggest thing is after the strike of 94 and the World Series, baseball was dying, and it was dead. And what did they need? They needed yeah, home, home runs. runs. And they got them. And yep. they turned a blind eye, and then all of a sudden when they got caught, they're like, boo-hoo, poor you players. No, no, MLB, you have some accountability here. So this will be cool, hopefully, that they can get into some more accountability with this rather than let's just blame all the players for doing kind of what everybody wasn't was Jose Canseco part of that too. Jose Canseco, Mark McGuire, Barry yep. Bonds, Sammy Sosa, all the leagues, all the home run kings outside of Hank Aaron, essentially, right. and Babe Ruth were a part of this whole situation. And a lot of football players, basketball players, I mean, Lance Armstrong, all kinds. I mean, this hit every sport, and it was just. I think it this was, would be interesting. It, it drew numbers, and so yep. I've always said, uh, you know. You know, I think that they're and the fact that if and a lot of these Hall of Fames, they're not acknowledging this. This was a big part of sports. It needs to be acknowledged. It needs to be recognized. And it needs to be said that this is a bad idea. But let's recognize that it was a part of sports. But they're just trying to hide. And, and remember how much we love Sammy Sosa. Oh, God. I mean, I, I don't remember. Oh, that. he was a big deal. I yeah. mean, the only reason I know some of these baseball names is I watched the Real Housewives, the baseball, oh, the, the, baseball. Thing, oh. the baseball wives. Yeah. It was the baseball. Oh, I didn't even know they did that. Oh, oh yeah, they did that. It was some kind of an ex-wife thing, and there were a number of baseball <laughs> nice. exes that was kind of good on that. Yeah, on that show. But untold. Untold. I'll have to check I, that out. Yeah. Um, well, they really are in Hollywood, you know, just like really looking for, okay, what are what kind of stories are we going to have? And Vanity Fair, I got my new Vanity Fair with um, Riley Keough on the yes. cover. And again, you know, this would have all been done like in May, these stories. And they interviewed um, the, the OC's creator and executive producer. I think they did the OC came first and then Gossip Girl, but Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage. And they're really kind of incredible, good producers. They did... Um, the OC, the, the OC, the original. Yeah, okay, they're the OC, TV show. the only one that we yeah. had. They did both reboots of Gossip Girl. They did the amazing, working exclusively with the CW, the Dynasty reboot, yes, which was on five years, City on Fire, which was a new one, Nancy Drew, but they did this interview and they were asked about um, uh, what was the show regret, the biggest show regret that they had. Because they've done, you know, some pretty yeah. teenage, you know, yep. focus. So, of course, right up my alley. Right in your wheelhouse. And um, <laughs> they said the, it's some, the biggest thing they regret. And looking back on it, we wish we could have come up with a different solution said Josh. Stephanie said when we saw the reaction from the audience, it did not feel good. It We were all 
uh, really regretful, and it was killing Mishka Barton's character, Marissa Cooper, in a car. That was awkward. Didn't that happen, like, in the... Early. I think no. Third I year, think it happened year? the fourth or was fifth the season. Yeah, fourth was, or fifth. It was towards towards, towards the, end. the end. I only think it made it like six seasons, but it was towards the end. But yeah, they said in hindsight there were lots of other ways we could have written the character off the show and given Mishka the break she needed and wanted that still would have allowed the character to return. Yes, and it was so upsetting because fans were so upset that they did that. And I remember watching that. And just, you're just like in shock. You right? couldn't believe it. And they also said that um, the fan reaction where Marissa Cooper shot Trey Atwood during the the season three, if you remember that. Remember she shot Trey? Yeah. Yeah, people, they said everyone was upset about that one, but it was um, it was not... Something that we regretted the way we regretted killing her yeah. and off the show. And they well, that show struggled after the, the it never bounced back no. after she left. That was yeah. it. And, and when they said we could have found another way to give her the break she wanted and needed, she spun out of control after that. If you she remember, yep. drugs, alcohol, just well, they were the biggest stars. All those they kids, were everyone such that was big on the OC, and, yes. Um, you know, when uh. Who like, was the blonde, the gal that went on to do Heart of Dis- Dixie was on that? Rachel Bilson was mm-hmm. on that as well. There were a lot of people and that came out of that show. the kid who married the, yeah, okay. A lot of people came out of that show. He said we were under tremendous pressure to do something with that level of drama. Killing a season's, season regular came down from the top. Oh, really? If we wanted to do a season four, we had to do something drastic. Oh. Man. So there's that's what they're saying, and they you know they're not working with the CW anymore. Now they're over at Apple Plus. Oh and, wow! I didn't. Yeah, because I just remember, and she started dating, dating Cisco Adler, and he was in the jean shorts picture. And Brandon Davis. And Brandon Davis. She really spun out of control mm-hmm. after and that. And her career, her career never really recovered. Well, she's on the Australian soap called Neighbors. Has Mishka? Yeah. That is the soap that Margot Robbie started on that they made her lose her accent, her thick Italian accent. It was too thick of a Barbie accent. <laughs> and I mean, put a shrimp on the Bobby <laughs> accent <laughs> for an Australian soap. That's been on for a long, long time. So she just joined in May and oh, they were boy. so excited to have the wonderful Mishka Barton join mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, she did show up. On she's the- a blonde now. Yeah, she has been. She was blonde on the hills. She, oh, I just she showed that. up on that. Oh my gosh! Uh, Carrie Russell, you tell me if this is a backward compliment. When asked by W Magazine if she saved anything from her time on the all-new Mickey Mouse Club, which she was in from '91 to '94, she said, "My sanity, my dignity. Not everyone got out of that club alive." She was in there with Ryan Gosling, Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears. Um, who's the other guy? Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. And Jessica Simpson was trying out to be on that. She, At the time, she never made it. Mm-mm. But um, she, despite, she was the least talented, she said. Yeah, she said that. She said, some of those people are still my best friends. And then she names dropped two people. We have no we idea. We have no idea who they are. Who they are. So anyway, I'm not kidding. 
I did lo- I did save my sanity and my dignity. Wow. Yeah. I wonder what... Well, Brittany was only 11. She was. Felicity was like 14. Yeah. The kids were a variety of ages. Yeah. And that's how Justin Timberlake and Ryan Gosling ended up being roommates, was that period yep. of time. So, anyway, she can't ever get away from answering that, anything about that. She's the most successful... A uh, female actor of the group actor, under that. The other ones went on to music. Yeah. But well, Ryan, Ryan Gosling was an actor. Yeah. yeah. But um, anyway, yeah, she, Brittany was the um, youngest because actually Felicity was 15 and yeah. Brittany was 11. And you called it Felicity instead of Carrie Russell. Carrie Russell, I know. Because <laughs> I'm looking at a picture of her with Felicity. her Felicity hair. Oh, All right, listen, her. we got to go. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Lori and Julia here for First Equity Mortgage. David and the team, even though there's uh, a lot of, oh, what is going on in this housing market? What's going on with mortgages? Like David always says, listen, people are still buying. We can always go back and refinance and we can plan for that. Exactly. We know that they go, things go up and down with interest rates, but uh, the market is still tight. And if you're still the perfect home kind of pops up for you or you're in the position to buy something for a first time to just get started out in a townhome or a condo too good to pass up they'll tr- they'll help you figure that out if that makes sense for you absolutely and also debt think about your debt if you've got credit card debt it's really the interest rates are super high why not call them and figure out how you might be able to use some of your home equity to make sense to make that all work Again, just call them and ask them. Everyone has questions about it. 763-251-8000. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Okay, Grant, what dirt haven't we covered with you yet? Well, we've got a lot of Kevin Costner news to get to in his this long divorce that's been going on for quite a while now. And well, it's only been since May. Yeah. It just feels like a long time. <laughs> that's true. Because yeah. so much has happened. We've heard a lot about it. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's, we have heard a lot about it, and we're about to hear a lot more. Now, uh, Kevin Costner's attorneys and his legal team are accusing uh, his well, soon-to-be ex-wife, Christine, of gamesmanship of the worst sort in a new court documents relating to their divorce. Now, the definition for gamesmanship is the art of winning games by using various ploys and tactics to gain a psychological advantage. Well, she did claim she didn't understand the word. Thank you. Understand. (laughs) That is gamemanship at its Mm -hmm. very finest. Yeah, quote, she does not understand words like understood Understood. or negotiate, so she could not answer this in the discovery part of this trial right now. And you know what? She All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. He did admit at one point that she signed the prenup under free will when all this first started. Yes. She said that she did because she was trying to get the prenup some of the things enforced where he had to pay her some money and give her right money away. for legal right fees. Right away, yep. So I guess she is kind of trying to have her cake and eat it too, which they actually, Kevin's lawyer, put in their legal stuff. Christine is trying to have her cake and eat it yes. too. Oh, yeah, no. yeah. so it's, uh, she, this is according to his lawyer. She does not know what commonly legal phrases are like legal effect and su- and which and what supersedes means on and on top of understood and negotiate. But the other part here is Kevin is also seeking around, and this goes to your very point that you just said, $14,000 in legal fees. He has occurred as a result of his legal team trying to elicit answers from Christine in discovery and getting and she's they're saying, quote, she's discovery is not a game of chicken. Mm -hmm. This is what Kevin lawyers, Kevin Costner's lawyers are saying to her because she's just not getting back to them on any type of, you know, clarification. Well, by challenging that she didn't understand the prenup, she is risking forfeiting some money and some things. But that's a game that she and her lawyer have obviously decided is their best chance of nullifying the prenup. I just don't think it's going to be nullified. And like what you just said, Lori, this, her saying that it contradicts her talking about how she felt about the prenup in all caps, that she signed it voluntarily Mm-hmm. Free from duress, fraud, or undue influence when she entered the agreement. Well, they, that's a line that you sign. Yeah. yeah. Really? You say that you're signing yeah. it under. Under no duress. Under duress. You know, that, yes. That's part of the legal language that you do sign. <laughs> and you have to do it 24 hours before you get married. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dear. But she did say, though, I, I mean, yes, I think this is, I think that he, I think he is. Oh, he paid $80 million to his first wife. Yeah. Yeah. And he gave one, he gave her 1.5 million payouts. But you know, he's going to keep paying for those kids and for their school. I mean, you know that. Well, yeah, we know that. And he is allowing her to sleep in the guest house on the property, (laughs) which is the size of all of our homes put together. Yeah, probably, Mm -hmm. probably. Well, here's the thing. The, they have a, they had they were they're like two or three legal things away from going to trial. There's like some big hearing for them August 31st and September, September 1st, 1st yep. where they have to give what evidence they're going to present, yep. and then it's going to jury trial mm-hmm. in November. And yeah, I don't think that that is what Kevin wants. I don't think that's what she wants. But right now, she's stalling. The, yeah, oh, one hundred percent, and that's what they're ba- basically saying is that because she's challenging the prenup, she does not want to live by those. Uh, yeah, and his lawyer, cheap terms. Yep, and his lawyers are accusing her of employing stalling tactics and putting Kevin's side at a disadvantage because they can't complete their work by not being able to 
finish the discovery because she doesn't understand words like understood. I mean, we know that understood is not a technical word. No. So we were laughing about that yesterday mm-hmm. that um, <laughs> that that was a legal it's an interesting, strategy. It's interesting. Or wow. negotiation was another one <laughs> right, cited. Right. I mean, oh. Come on. That is just... Oh, no. Yeah, so we'll All see right. where that one goes. I'm sure a lot more, like you said, and I'm, I, I think that they are trying to avoid trial, like you are, like you said as well. Well, that would be the goal, but I don't think either of them care, and he really doesn't care. No, he doesn't. He wants mm-hmm. to fight this out, huh? Well, I, he's he is, making a he point. He wants her to stick with the thing that she signed. They yeah. had an agreement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got that. Yeah. Well, speaking of going back on an agreement, Lenny Hodgkins has had a chain of a change of heart. The newly engaged plastic surgeon filed an emergency petition on August 10th to rescind the marriage settlement he and his and his estranged wife Lisa Hodgkins. Am I saying that right? Hodgstein. I don't even know who this is. Miami. She's Miami. Not real He's the boob guy. Oh, yeah. housewife. Housewife okay. of Miami. Housewife the boob of Miami. Guy. He's AKA the boob, the boob god. god. That's what he calls himself. Yeah. So a second filing notes that Lenny's attorneys have conferred with the Real Housewives of Miami star legal representation and both agreed to resolve the issue without an official hearing. So they have come to an agreement, but he wants everything to be confidential. And he's trying to force no, her. No, he wants to pay her less money because now he's got a 28 year old wife. So he we just bought a two million dollar ring for her. Okay, something. so he agreed to a settlement, and, and now, now he's, he's reneging. Yes, okay. and in that process, so the, a source close to the couple is saying that he is trying to force the reality star, being Lisa, uh, to into a lowball offer to and to continue her into bankruptcy because continuing this in and all the legal fees that will cause her to spend more and more money, putting her into bankruptcy. So also, this is just a source close to the couple is kind of saying like. He's being a little dirty here. He with is, the, yeah. There, no, we have another gamesmanship divorce happening on the other side yeah. of the country. Reality. But Lenny and what's her name, Lisa? It's not nearly as interesting as Kevin and Christine. No, oh not no, at all. Not at all. No one knows who they but are. I'm I like, do not are like they? that Lenny guy, and I never have anyone who's watched Real Housewives of Miami is just you've gotten the ick from him. Well, if his name is Boob God, that's ick alone. Well, I mean, he just does a lot of breast implants. Yeah, that's alright. I didn't have a problem with I would, that. I but be he that. is a gross guy, and he was never nice to his wife on right. camera, and that just gave everyone the icky feelings about him. Oof. Alright. Mm-hmm. Well, one more quickly here before we run out of time. There was a brawl at a restaurant called Gecko between... Uh, about some selfies with the Beckham family and Lionel Messi. They were out to dinner and a bystander who was celebrating his 20 daughter, uh, allegedly uh, uh, celebrating his daughter's 21st birthday, was trying to sneak in some selfies of him and the two stars, Beckham and Lionel Messi. And he was drunk. Well, he was kicked out. He tried to come back in to take more pictures. It created this huge brawl between security staff and this one belligerent patron at the restaurant who was just trying to sneak in a few selfies. They want their privacy. And you wonder how how, uh, discreet someone is when they're drunk and trying to get a selfie. Yes. They're really beat. And and they also said that after being escorted out, he tried to fight his way back in. So there's definitely a little bit of creepiness in this one. He was definitely trying to sneak a selfie in there. So that's your My Talk Dirt Alert. Night or app. Hey, everybody. Lori and Julia here. Um, You know, we knew when we lost Dr. Crutchfield, we're like, oh, my gosh. Where are we going to go for dermatology? Yes. And we're like, okay, we're going. We're like, okay, we're going to go back to where we started. Um, the skincare clinic associated with Minneapolis Plastic Surgery, where we got our first Botox, where we got our first um, glycolic peels, yes, we did. and yeah. 
So it's called now it's called Minneapolis Anti-Aging and Skin Clinic. But I mean, some of the women that work there were there 20 years ago when we started there. And so it's the oldest but youngest looking skin clinic. And new patients get $50 off their first service or $100 or more. And we've gotten emails from people. Where are we going to go now? And we can recommend Highly recommend. Highly recommend. And there's a lot of cool other things that they're doing there that we didn't know about. Skin pens, um, BBI photo rejuvenation. Um, Of course, our hydrofacials we can get there. Go to MinneapolisSkin.com, 763-540-1837. This is the study of duh with noted academic journal skimmer, Lori. Everybody knows. Uh, yeah, everyone knows that, though. There is nothing they won't study when it comes to animals. I swear, animals get studied more than women's bodies have been studied. <laughs> <laughs> this is coming to us from the re- uh, researchers at Purdue, Purdue University. Yes. They wanted to uh, specifically studied study how pet owners fared compared to those who didn't own pets during COVID. Oh, this oh, is good. All right. Okay. And the study found, surprising nobody, that pet owners grew even closer to their pets during the pandemic. Right. <laughs> Duh. Duh. Yeah, Why did they need a study to do this? Come on now. But they did say that dog ownership and cat ownership acted differently on mental health because they did dog and cat owners. Dog owners had a greater reduction of stress and loneliness compared to the cat owners. I'll tell you why. Tell me why. Well, it used to be you would walk dogs only, but I did walk through Carver Park last night and I saw a woman with a cat on leash. I Yes, I approve. <laughs> so it's, it's starting. I but mm-hmm. I think with dogs, you get outside and you get to be, you know, you walk your dogs, you're getting exercise and you're getting green. That, uh-huh. that and, I agree with that 100%. They got you outdoors more when we really couldn't do anything. You could walk them. But that sense, uh, cats are always loving. Cats, I'm not, aloof. cats, cats aloof. are aloof. Cats are aloof. They do not exactly. give you the support you need. Dog will, when you, whenever you enter the door, even if you look at them and say, F you, I hate you, they're going to wag their tail and be like, well, yeah. I love you. You know, so it was that ultimate euphoria. Or yeah, that, a cat might raise its tail and just simply walk away and not be bothered with exactly. you right now. So totally. It's that yeah. love when you walked in the door that I feel like that loneliness that was filled with dogs. And then they also had a rise in dog and pet um adoptions yes. during covid and yes. then that went back yeah it went really far back after covid so that was the dog owners feel more supported by their pets than the cat owners do that's basically it. is that basically it that's right. basically yeah. it but i really do not think that they needed to study no, the, that obvious. study we could have all told them that one now, here, mm-hmm. now here is another one um Wedding day worries. Seven and ten say stressing over their appearance spoiled their special day. Oh, God, that's terrible. Yep, this is not surprising. Seven out of ten married wow, Americans said so they couldn't many. enjoy their own wedding day because they were stressing out over their own appearance. <laughs> that was never my stress on my wedding day. It wasn't. Mm-mm. In fact, young Americans feel a good wedding photographer is of highest importance. <laughs> well, they want to have the memories and the photos to look good. And how often do you ever look at those photos? 
hardly. <laughs> my first ones were taken from a football field away, so uh-huh. we could never even see what uh-huh. we looked like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so true. Yeah, yeah, you don't. You never do. You never do. And is always is there? I mean, I, I'm just asking that pressure that I feel. You know, <laughs> to lose the weight to fit into the dress and all that kind of stuff. Yes, is, that's it, the stressing out. Yes. Yeah. Uh, about. Um, or the clothes, the tux, The whatever. clothes, what they're wearing, is their hair, the well, makeup, the You know, the, this, this. the new trend, Lori and Grant, is, and this has been a trend for a while, but when the wedding party goes and does the makeup and the hair that they have, the bridesmaids, some of them, start at 7 a.m. I've seen And this. the wedding isn't till the end of the day, so they're sitting there doing nothing yes. at 8.38. Yeah, and yeah, you have yeah. to sit around all day. Sometimes they have champagne. Maybe they already yeah. got drunk and sobered up and have a headache by the time mm-hmm. it starts. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it is a long day. Long day. Compared to the other side where as a Show groomsman, yeah, we just kind of were like, hey, we'll put each other's yeah. ties on for a couple pictures, smile, have some beers, and then go to the ceremony. And ours, you know, th- yeah, I, I've been well, in weddings like that. That's I think awful. it would be the, the number one thing oh. I'm just going to do is a pro tip. For you with your your photographer is there's drama that happens during photo shoots. So you need to know when you're going to do all these photos and be in agreement on who's in the so-called family photo. Well, true that. Because that is something that is that doesn't get talked about ahead of time. People are like, but I'm part of the family. You know, it's a real well, like, either the in-laws or the parents are disagreeing on right. who's in the family And if photos. there's a divorce, maybe the kids want one with their mom and dad. That's right. And they don't want the partners. And also... The, and maybe the you know there's one with the partner in that yes. family and yeah. the other parent in that and family. And then there's also about the agreement about the kids that are in the photos. If your kids are going to be in the photos... Are you, are you okay if they make a funny face or do you want to have, you know, like it, people are serious about their wedding photos. Oh. oh. And uh, the average American bride and groom are willing to spend $1,700 on a good wedding photographer. Uh, nope. <laughs> oh. Inflation. Mm-hmm. I don't even care. If but it's they are because 500. the photographer is the videographer probably. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it does everything. It's, a, it's the mm-hmm. memories of the day. That's right. And people are so much more interested now in how they look and how what it's going to look on po- be posting it. When back in our day, it was like, you've got a photo album that you just... Good yeah. point. These yeah. go out to the masses, whereas yours were the photo album that's set under your kitchen yeah. t- or yeah. under the table. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Okay, now here's another study of Dove. We could have told them this. Using cannabis during pregnancy could have long-term effects on babies and is not recommended. It's like, like alcohol. Yeah. Like, hello. Yeah, sm- any, yeah smoking. Well, My they studied it at the Oregon Health and Science University, and they have said, no, no, no. <laughs> thank you for This that. is a bad idea, just like alcohol. I bet you those guys were like, thank you for that grant. I appreciate that money to spend. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who wants to be our subject tester, you know? Yeah, oh. they the research team, they wanted there's limited existing literature on THC during pregnancy. I think 99% of most doctors or nurses would just say no, don't do that. No, no THC for you, mama to be just like uh, we don't no, want you. No, that is just so anyway, they they That's... they do they do have done a little bit of studying and yes indeed it does have an effect on your baby. Yeah. Not yeah. a good idea. Okay. Here's another. This is in the automotive. I was reading. Don't ask me why. You know, I don't really like Car reading automotive science or technology <laughs> report. Say, this. But this will come as no surprise to anyone who's had a theory about um, 
self-driving cars. Well, oh. guess what? Self-driving cars cause more congestion. Why? Because the car is calibrated. It's not talking to other cars, so it mm-hmm. can't pick up on the cues about when you could just sort of be coasting, mm-hmm. zipper merging mm-hmm. for traffic congestion. No, it's that they makes, cause more. That makes sense. I'm they so, cause more. I'm just so scared of those. We're Can, Julie. We're not going to be around. All right. I hope. Not. Well, even with and I and I'm sorry. To and say they you, call them HV human driven vehicles versus CVs, which are connected vehicles that drive by themselves. Oh, that's crazy. how scary is that. HVs and CVs. Yeah, that's weird. Like humans are the most connected of anything out there. Right. And humans aren't people, they're humans. Right. Like my my truck is not a self-driving vehicle, but it has this auto correction thing yeah. that I want to turn I off. I hate that. I hate it. I'm driving and I'm not I'm not veering that far, but then all of a sudden it brings me back and I'm I'm fluttered. Did you shut it off, Grant? I don't I have yet to figure it out. I Oh, because that to me because I drove off. Lori's Oh, or Casey's, right. your my brother's, your I husband. I've had it in my. I can't cars. stand it because it makes me think I'm going to get in an accident. Me too. It's, it, it startles it, me. It's, it, it's yeah. I don't like it at all. That's a little taste of what a connected vehicle. I does. don't like it at yeah. all. Me too. I'm with you. I, I know how to stay in a lane. I don't want someone too. to pull my wheel for me. I agree. Feels like someone in the passenger seat's taking the wheel and going. Get in the lane. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't like it. Not yeah. a surprise then that they yeah. actually will. Probably cause more congestion yeah. because everybody, what if you're at the four-way stop sign? Who got there first? How did the connected vehicles <laughs> oh, yeah. know which sit, to the right? When to go? <laughs> sit, sit, sit. Oh, oh, oh. Minnesota nice. No, you go. No, I yeah, go. No, you, so go. you go. No. I mean, people will be there for days. Oh, that sounds awful. Oh, all right. Listen, we'll be right back. All right. Learning RX people. They are helping lives. They help kids. They help adults. They help people that have had um, concussions or learning you know, disabilities, learning disabilities, traumatic brain injuries, dyslexia, and probably the thing that they really that is uh, a revelation. I think is when you know people can all of a sudden they can read yes. and they understand what they're reading yes. and they retain what they've read right. because that's probably one of the worst things when you just feel like oh you just can't remember anything well you can remember but you have to reteach your brain how to do that and if it hasn't learned how to do that mm-hmm. and learning arts really unlocks the pathways through their one-on-one brain training it all starts with an assessment when you mention Lori and julia the assessment is half off at learning arts they have seven metroide locations including hudson call them today miley is she's teasing us with something because right. uh she posted, I mean, Graham posted this yesterday, so he really got to jump on it, but she posted the pictures that you posted, you know, Grant? Yeah. Of her in the latex on the billboard. There's a little inner Madonna coming out because there's the cone latex bra going on there, which I kind of like. Yeah, and she just said, it's that, like, what you had shared with us, and it says, she writes on Twitter, I know I used to be crazy, I know I used to be fun, you say I used to be wild, I say I used to be young. So, oh, I just love her. That I do. statement I right there. Those are great lines. Those are all great lines. She is. So I think she's got a new whole album that's going to follow Flowers, but when it's coming out, I don't. Yeah, there is no lead on it, just a tease, some sort of a tease. And Stevie Nicks, uh, she hasn't really said anything about her Maui post where right. she complained about. Shame. Yeah. <laughs> 
her niece getting her vacation cut off to Maui and all this, that, and the other thing. But she did do a good squirrel. Okay. She okay. did do a good squirrel. Well, over here, just finished watching Daisy Jones and the Six for the second time. In the beginning, it wasn't really my story, but Riley, Riley seamlessly soon became my story. It brought back memories that made me feel like a ghost watching my own story. It was very emotional emotional for me. I just wish Christine could have seen it. She would have loved it. Hopefully, it will continue. So even though Taylor Jenkins read, it didn't base the story on Fleetwood Mac, she's going to... She's going to take it. She's going to take it anyway. Although Taylor Jenkins Uh, Reid liked the post. She did. Okay. So, you know, we were talking about Maui, the devastation and everything. Mm -hmm. And Grant, I think you brought up how people are getting, um, you know, investors are calling to get the property. So here's a woman. Her name is Kaku underscore Halikala Mm -hmm. on um, Twitter and Instagram, she's got 85,000 followers, and she lives there, and she says it is, she personally knows multiple families that were offered money um, from investors who are calling these families who have devastation. They have nothing, no car, no nothing, nothing. Their passports, and their bills, their photos, land, their birth certificates. Nothing. You looking to sell your house? And yeah. they're um and they're trying to investors are trying to call these distraught families and offering to buy their scorched land. Yeah, that's terrible. So terrible. it's it's happening and it so, happened in Florida right after right. in Fort Myers, right after the hurricane mm-hmm. Ian went through there. If you've been following that, which I have been very closely Right, because your family has placed yeah, the on majority there. of the major properties have all been sold. To big corporations, changing it all up. It's just, it'll never look the same in Fort Myers Beach. And I'm guessing that's going to be the case. Well, it would be really nice if the governor of, or the mayor of this town or of Maui stepped in and said, listen, people, no one saw your property. Let's get a plan together for you. We're going to get aid. We're going to call everyone together and let's united. Give our community a chance to rebuild on its own. Yeah. We're going to get help for you. But people need cash now they understood need debit yes. cards now they need money given to them because if they think about it they're not working no they all of their you got to assume all their everything's stuff destroyed. Is destroyed everything that they need everything. so yeah. and think of how so we can't you're handle vulnerable leaving. Yes. you're in this vulnerable but if position. they would call everyone together and say Please, let's try to work as a community to figure all this out together. I wish Bethany and her Be Strong organization, they she's hit the ground running for stuff with Puerto Rico. And that yeah. was one of the things that she always did was gave uh, debit cards to people. Oh, yeah. that's cool. $100 debit yeah. cards, yeah. a bunch of them at a time because you yeah. don't have anything, any, money. Yeah. any money. Yeah, if there's one thing to be thinking about that from the positive side of this, the Hawaiian spirit is very local. Very, yeah. They take care of themselves. They're very into their own, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and they, I and I feel like that might be the one thing that keeps this together. It it but people will get preyed upon because they, they are in vulnerable. this vulnerable They're position. Vulnerable. Of no that, money, no home, no right. livelihood. Yeah. What am I going to do? Right. And I get you know, I mean, so yeah, I, you hope that they've got some good um plans, but I just feel like there's but Grant, to Grant's point, the Hawaiian spirit. Yeah, it's a community. There's hopefully. twelve. Yeah, yeah. twelve thousand people. Is it? Yeah. So, and the other thing too, we and this happened here when we had our fires in Minneapolis. A lot of these insurance companies, you have to come up with the money 
for the demolition to then even collect and rebuild. And so a lot of these places here, and this happened in Minneapolis, where they had to sell their property because they didn't have enough money to do the cleanup because that's not part of the insurance to do the demo, to do the cleanup, to then rebuild. So they were forced to sell their property. This is where Oprah's coming in because yeah. she says she's going to be very strategic mm-hmm. and she's going to be very purposeful where she gives money. She will give money. She's got a lot of money. Yeah. Totally and she now. lives there. And she lives there. And between her and the Bezos. Mac guy, guy and Bezos, maybe they are... Someone just needs to be a leader on a plan. Yeah, that is true. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jeff Bezos' ex-wife, who's been donating billions and billions of dollars. But Bezos already donated $100 million. Yeah. Well, Hopefully that's it's because, That's because... His wife does so much more. Yeah. That's right. No, <laughs> peer pressure. No, I, I, I think that... Um, I think that, you know, he's maybe wanted to make sure right away that there wasn't anybody thinking that he's one of the people that's going to come in and buy something. So I'm, gi- I'm giving this mm-hmm. huge donation. He's already got his whatever place that he has in Maui that who knows? I mean, Oprah owns like 2,000 acres. Yeah, she owns a lot. A lot. 14 billion Mackenzie Scott has donated in her time since divorcing. Mm-hmm. So that's that's something that's that's cool. Yeah. Hopefully she'll jump into and give some money to them as well. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, well, so Tom Brady and Arena Shake have checked into the same hotel. <laughs> oh, I've got. If they have a forty-eight-hour rendezvous, please don't anybody call us. We'll call you. <laughs> Do not disturb. <laughs> and, um, and just to let people know, um, tomorrow on Donna and Don, Bradley and Don show. Mm-hmm. Um, there's breaking news that the tan mom is running for Senate. Um, they will be covering that. She usually calls in, so you never know what yeah. to catch tomorrow on their show. Because I, I sent it to them, and I'm like, oh, here you go. I can't she, believe it. I know. Well, I hear her once in a while on Howard, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, is this lady for real? Well, she's been a lot on their show, too, so it's kind of uh, And I say again to them, is this lady for <laughs> real? She Why is. are you talking to her? She is. <laughs> she is for real, and she still gets people cover. Oh, she is orange. I just looked her up. Oh, Whoa, yeah. Totally. She makes Donald Trump look like another oh, shade no. of orange. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. She's the tan mom. Mm-hmm. She totally is the tan mom. Oh. Uh, Kendall Jenner is uh, rocking it for a new Calvin Klein ad. They're going right back to the uh, 80s look of, uh, um, you know, wearing a blazer with no top underneath and a slouchy pair of pants. And Jenna, is Jenna the one? Jenna Lyons from J. Crew. That's her look. She, that's her that's look, her too. Look. It's yeah. a good look if you've got good boobs and a flat stomach. <laughs> it could be mine. It could be yours, too. <laughs> Next year. Next All right. Year. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.